When I'm not hosting this podcast, I am writing books, but it is really hard for me to write when I'm at home, so I like to find remote cabins in the middle of nowhere to just hang out and write. But I hate the idea of my house just sitting empty, doing nothing but collecting dust and definitely not collecting checks. And that's why I'm an Airbnb host. It's one of my all-time favorite side hustles. Other popular side hustles are awesome too, don't get me wrong, but they often involve big startup costs. By hosting your space, you're monetizing what you already have access to. It doesn't get easier than that. And if you're new to the side hustle game and you're anxious about getting started, don't worry because you're not in this alone. Airbnb makes it super easy to host. I mean, if I could do it, you could do it. And your home might be worth a lot more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com host. Did you know that some travel credit cards offer 10x points on your spending? Don't miss out on big rewards for your next trip. NerdWallet lets you compare smart travel credit cards side-by-side, curated by an expert team of finance nerds. What could future you do with better travel rewards? A free flight? A room upgrade? Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at NerdWallet.com. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. This is Help Wanted, the show that makes your work work for you. I'm Jason Pfeiffer, Editor-in-Chief of Entrepreneur Magazine. And I'm money expert Nicole Lappin. On Tuesdays, Jason and I answer the helpline and help callers solve their work problems. And on Thursdays, I give you one way to improve your work and build a career or company you love. And it starts now. Nicole, usually someone calls the helpline or one of us calls the helpline and advice is given. But today, I think... Let's just call the helpline on behalf of the whole internet. That doesn't seem unreasonable, right? Not at all. Yeah, because the internet has a question. And we are going to appoint ourselves plus one, which we'll explain in a second, with giving the answer because the question on everybody's mind, well, pretty much all the time, but I think particularly poignant for many people right now, is do you engage with, do you have something to say about, do you make a statement about something happening in the news, political or otherwise, on social media? Do you say something to everyone? That's a hard question to answer. It's a really hard question to answer depending on who's asking the question, right? Because we have brands who now have opinions on things, personalities, and then people who don't have a following, but potentially employers or other people could see what they say. And so I'd love to, yeah, dig into the pros and cons with a friend of the show, Aliza Licht, brand expert, extraordinaire, author, and really outspoken about what's going on in Israel. Loving your content. Thank you for doing it on a personal level. But on a professional level, what was the thought process behind like really jumping into this? And Elisa, before you just jump in, I'm just going to set up here that there are many ways to do this. And Nicole and I disagree uh, on what you should do with social media. So I'm very interested to hear what you are doing. And then we can talk about the wisdom of it. I will just say, Aliza Licht, welcome to Help Wanted. Oh, yes. Also, hi. Welcome to Help Wanted. <laughs> Thank you both. And I love also that I don't know how you guys feel. So this is, it's going to be interesting. So you're not leading the witness, right? We're all going to have our, our own opinions. Yeah. So this is a great topic, obviously very, very poignant right now. And I, I think this goes back to having clear personal brand guardrails from the beginning. And in my book on brand, one of the first exercises is that Venn diagram, right? Which is a classic way in marketing to really understand the 
like the full picture and the different buckets that you can play in or you give yourself permission to play in. So whether it's work, personal life, your passions, your causes, your activism, all of that sort of has to be visualized in the form of a Venn diagram or something like that for you to truly understand how you're showing up in totality. So if you do an exercise like that and you say, you know what, I am really passionate about this specific cause and I'm educated on this. I'm educated on the subject. I feel really comfortable talking about it. And it's really important to who I am as a person. Then absolutely you should speak on it. Now, for me personally, I do not consider myself an activist type person. I have never been someone to really speak out on causes. I have supported friends along the way when there's been different, you know, acts of hate. Like I have stood up for my friends, but it's not something where, you know, a lot of people go to, you know, go to protests, go to rallies. Like I'm not that person. I am a Jewish person who has been deeply affected by what has happened, the atrocities that have happened in Israel. I think that if this is something that personally moves you and you feel educated enough to speak on it, then you should do so. I also think every single person should read the room. So when I see posts about giveaways happening on the same day that the entire world is talking about a horrific massacre, terrorist attack, I say to myself, I really hope you scheduled that post and you didn't pay attention to the schedule because if you're actually posting that in real time, you are tone deaf. So when we think about do we participate, do we not? I think the first factor is, are you educated enough on the subject to participate? And then we can dive into the different types of people. Well, okay. Let me lay out the disagreement as I propose it. It's not a disagreement about what other people should do. I, I have no opinion on what other people should do. Everyone should do what is right for them. And on this show, we can help people decide what's right for them. But I'll tell you what I think is right for me, and that's not to engage at all, to say zero. I have a social presence that is entirely oriented around my professional brand, and my professional brand has literally zero to do with politics or world events. And so I say nothing about anything. Instead, what I do is I go dark. So if something happens, like the war broke out in Israel, I am off social media for days. You just won't hear from me. I don't post anything. Nicole takes a different approach, not for most things, right? Nicole, you are you are um, not engaging with like everything that's happening in the world or in politics, but there are certain things, and particularly Israel, for good reason that you can explain yourself, that you feel compelled to engage. And I know that we've talked in the past about how to do that and when to do that, and I'm curious to hear your journey on it because you know you are out there speaking on this subject, and as a result... Your comments are full of disagreement. There are people who really like what you're saying and there are people who really hate what you're saying. And that is like, that by itself gives me anxiety. Like I don't want to create an environment where people are disagreeing with me at all. It just doesn't feel like my place. Um, but you're willing to go there. So talk to me about that. Because I think it baffles me that there is disagreement on this uh, in the first place. But I'll put a pin in that and just step back yeah. and say, we're all Jewish on this call. Yeah. I know that people don't come to my page for hopefully anything but financial advice. And I have said early in money rehab, I you know don't lead with the fact that I'm Israeli or Jewish. It just it doesn't come up. It's not relevant until it is until like the potential destruction of 
my people uh, is at risk. Like, I feel viscerally that we're like a hop, skip, and a jump away from another Holocaust. And it terrifies me to the core. And I feel like before anything else, before I'm a podcaster, before I'm an entrepreneur, before I'm a friend, I'm Jewish. And, and I think that that has just become more important than anything I've thought about my brand. And as you both know, I've thought about it very seriously, but this feels more serious to me. So I have to say, I agree with both of you in the sense that consistency is the key here. So Jason, if you never engage, you are consistent, no matter what happens, you do you, that's, that's a choice. As someone who has never done this before, this is my first time actually going out, stopping my entire content strategy, not talking about anything I normally talk about, and focusing fully on what is happening right now. And Jason, to your point, going dark for days, great idea. Disappear, like that is fine. You can't go super into the issue and then be like, and here's a giveaway in your next breath. Like a lot of people are, are also messing that up. Nicole, I'm with you. I feel viscerally compelled and distraught. And I feel that I have a responsibility as someone with, I'm not saying I have millions of followers, but as someone who has built a small following of people who trust me and trust my opinion and trust the fact that I'm speaking about something that I know about, that I have a responsibility to actually the reason why I'm doing it is to give other people the voice because what I'm feeling and hearing from friends is they don't know what to say. They're not content creators. They don't know what to say. They don't have the words. So it's much easier for me to say, hey, here's a piece of content. If you watch this for 90 seconds and you share it, you will be educating others. And that is why my couple of posts that I've done so far have really taken off because people need the support to actually support from a content perspective. Hmm. Lisa, I'd love to hear you expand upon this for a little bit because you just said, and I didn't realize this, this is the first time that you have ever engaged in this way on social. So what were you doing before you hit send? Like how long did you re rewrite and reread whatever you wrote? How did you decide what to put out? Did you think about what might happen as a result? What did you do? So I come from a place of, you know, being real and authentic to this subject. I am the granddaughter of four Holocaust survivors. So I'm sitting around watching all of this unfold, watching the rhetoric, having people question, well, you know, maybe it was deserved. Maybe, you know, this is retribution. No, these are crimes against humanity. So when I was getting angry amongst myself, by myself, at like what I was seeing, I felt like I could add my voice in a positive way to sort of educate or try to educate and explain why this is different, right? Why this, to Nicole's words, hitting different and why this is so incredibly important to stand up for. I don't write scripts. I do it off the cuff. And I usually, sometimes it's a one take thing. And sometimes like my post from yesterday, I, if I showed you my camera roll, it's like 30 videos of the same thing of me messing up every time. And so the backlash, I mean, I feel that if you put yourself out there 
but you are doing it authentically. Like it is deep in your soul. You're not doing it because everybody else is doing it. You're not doing it because you feel pressure. If you're doing it because you truly believe what you're saying. And like I said before, you are knowledgeable on the subject, then bring the backlash. Then you need, then you can be comfortable with the backlash because you stand by your words. So when I post anything that could be a little controversial, even if it's not related to this subject, anything that's a little bit edgy, I always say to myself before I post, do I stand by this post? If people freak out about these words, do I stand by what I've said? And if the answer is yes, I hit send and I let it go. Now, the other thing I will say is thought leadership in the comments is another really important way for people to contribute. Not everything has to be from your own feed. So if you guys have seen Keith McNally's post, which is now gone, as far as what he said yesterday, which was a horrible post that he posted, which is deleted now, and it's in page six today. I, I, have, I have no idea what that is a reference to. Could you, for, for me and everyone else who doesn't, what is that? So he posted this picture of rockets, and he was basically like, when things are repugnant, you, you, this is when you really need to listen to both sides. And people lost their minds, like lost their minds. And I could have taken his post and made my own video on it. But I said, you know what? I'm going to show up in his comments and I'm going to write a really thoughtful comment. And I said, Keith, I've always had respect for you. I always have enjoyed your post, even when they have nothing to do with things I'm attached to. But I just want to let you know you're really uninformed. And then I listed facts, facts about the situation right now in Israel. And that comment got over 500 likes. And that's just a comment. So you don't have, you can show up in the comments and really add something valuable. It doesn't always have to be your own feed. So let me throw something at you guys. I want to see what you make of it. Stick around. Help Wanted will be right back. Money rehabbers, you have money hidden in your house. Yeah, just hiding there in plain sight. Okay, so I don't mean you have gold bars hidden somewhere in walls, treasure map style, but you do have a money-making opportunity that you're just leaving on the table if you're not hosting on Airbnb. It's one of my all-time favorite side hustles. By hosting your space, you are monetizing what you already own. It doesn't get easier than that. For me, hosting on Airbnb has always been a no-brainer. When I first signed up, I remember thinking to myself, self, you pay a lot of money for your house. It is time that house returned the favor. And to get real with you for a sec, I felt so much guilt before treating myself on vacation because traveling can be so expensive. But since hosting on Airbnb, I feel zero stress for treating myself to a much needed vacation because having Airbnb guests stay at my house when I'm traveling helps offset the cost of my travel. So it's such a win-win. I mean, if I could do it, you could do it. And your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Do you ever get FOMO, fear of missing out? Well, do you ever get FOMO Tupita, fear of missing out on the perfect hire? If so, I have the antidote. It's LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In any given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites, and that adds up to a serious squad of awesome candidates. LinkedIn has over a billion professionals on the platform, and these candidates are super qualified. So much so that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within just 24 hours. 
jobs. I work with LinkedIn jobs for all of my dream team needs. So they're hooking up money rehabbers at linkedin.com slash MNN. Go there and you can post your job for free. That's linkedin.com slash MNN as in money news network to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back to Help Wanted. Let's get to it. This goes to the question of, well, what's the point, right? Like, what, what, what is the objective for somebody posting? When I think about it, for me, I think, look, if I could speak and make change from my words, if, if, I, if, I, if I could see a wrong in the world and say something and, it, and, and, and others would rise up and say, Jason Pfeiffer, you are correct, the world must change, then I, w- I would do something. But I look around the world at people who have considerably larger voices than me, right? And I have, I have some very moderate social following and some very moderate presence in public presentation, particularly in comparison to Taylor Swift or LeBron James or Oprah. They're people who truly can, can muster millions of people just by walking out the door. Those people regularly engage in political voice and so on. My assumption, my view on it is that they are not accomplishing anything, that they're reaching an audience of people who either already agree with them or who are really annoyed that they're saying something that they disagree with. And because otherwise, those people would, would affect insane political and social change, and they don't. So when I think about doing it for myself, I think it, the, the downside for me is large. I will piss off a whole bunch of people. The upside for me is, is zero because I don't affect change. So I'm curious what you make of what I just said and also what you feel you are genuinely accomplishing. I mean, Eliza, I love the intention behind what you're saying, you want to inform people. But I think practically speaking, most people who are receiving what you're writing either already have an opinion or that opinion is not going to be shaped by a social post from you. As well-intentioned as you're being in what you're writing, I don't believe in the power of shaping people's perception by posting something on social media. So to me, it just seems about whether you're upsetting people or not. Uh, that's, That's how I see it. Respond. I will respond. So you're putting into question the idea of an influencer. And you have a very powerful newsletter and you have a very powerful LinkedIn following. People are following you for your point of view. And by the way, Jason, sometimes your point of view is a little edgy. Sometimes you are provocative. People who have 200 people following them are influencing those 200 people. And I'll give you a very specific example of how I know that when you have built a platform of trust, you make change. There was a very big influencer who posted this week when this whole thing happened, I'm not gonna mention her name, who posted well-intentioned post that was extremely incorrect and riding the middle, right? This is not about riding the middle. This is not about peace in the Middle East. This is about crimes of humanity against the civilians of Israel and the soldiers. Basically, that, 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 is, that is clear as day, that is black and white. I saw this post, someone actually, someone else, another influencer, Jewish influencer flagged it to me. She said, did you see this? And she said to me, point blank, Aliza, you need to set her straight. So I texted her and I said to her, listen, I know you mean well, 
I want, and I know that this, this issue, like you're not Jewish, this issue is not close to you. You don't, I, I don't blame you for not knowing. This is not about shame, but let me please take a moment to explain to you why your post is really harmful. She didn't respond on text. I DM'd her and I said, hey, I just want to let you know I sent you a really important text message. Didn't hear back. Then I said, you know what? I'm going to post this video on my feed for everyone to understand why this particular rhetoric is incorrect and harmful, even when people mean well and they're trying to join in in supporting overall, you know, the overall humanity, humanitarian crisis in this situation. And she showed up in my comments on that video and she said, thank you so much for explaining this to me. And then her subsequent posts on her stories were correct. And she posted something from Maya Angelou that basically said something to the extent of like, we don't know what we don't know. And it's, and it's, and it's great when we learn. So like, she is a very big following. So I do believe that that is a direct impact in actually educating someone in a really kind way as to why what they're doing is actually more harm than good. And also, you know, using a platform to fundraise, I think is also uh, like a direct link to change. Yeah. Just on Instagram, I mean, not that this is like crazy millions of dollars, but, you know, I put a fundraiser for Israel's National Emergency Services Fund and I put in a modest goal of $1,800. It's well over $3,500 now. And like, not that that's going to change the world, I agree, but like it is people showing support and putting their money where their mouth is. It's a game changer. Yeah. I mean, Jason, I think that you saying that you're not going to influence people is crazy because that's why you post everything you do. Of course you influence people. Of course you know you influence people. I think that you can, in a kind of large, dumb way, bucket everything that people think into two buckets. Uh, uh, bucket number one is what I'm willing to change about what I think. And bucket number two is what I'm not willing to change about what I think. And I professionally exist inside of bucket one. When I reach people, it's about things that they're very actively looking to change. I'm very actively trying to understand how to do work better. I'm very actively looking to think about how I'm approaching my career differently. Like th this is, this is, yeah, of course, the things that I say may impact people because they are literally coming to me with a malleable understanding of that subject and they're looking for someone to help shape it. But there's another bucket and that bucket I think is, is politics and it's world events. And I, I, it's my belief that most people have a pretty firm grasp on what they feel in that area. And maybe, maybe individual conversations with people that they really trust who are authorities on that subject might shift them. If you sat down with a, with a world expert on I don't, whatever. I'm not even going to take a stab at an example, but maybe you would say, oh, you know what? That's a good point. I don't, I didn't know as much as I thought I did about that. But, uh, but I think by and large, I am by no means an authority on pretty much anything in politics or world events. It's not my area of expertise. I'm not 
educated on it. I've never worked in it. it I, I, what do I know? And this is, you know, another part of it because people who aren't influencers or brands are like jumping in the comments we were talking about last night as if like they're running for fucking secretary of state. Like who cares if like, you know, at hot girl 29, like wants to chime in about her opinions on this. Like I just, I'm so floored by the need for people to like become professorial. It's worth talking about, is there value to escapism for people? My guess is that if I surveyed a lot of my audience, I'm not going to on this subject, but if I did, that a lot of them would be very grateful to me that I am a place that they can go to where they're not going to be confronted by things that are very emotionally difficult. And there's a place for that too. And... Uh, you know, I, I I think that people like that they know what they signed up for when they signed up for me, and they're going to keep getting it pretty much regardless of what happens in the world. And the times in which I need to step away and just not be saying anything is fine. That's fine. I've done it many, many times, uh, and I'll continue to. But I don't know. I think that there's a world of people who go onto social media and it's a hellscape to them, a hellscape of people arguing about the literal hardest fucking things in their lives and in the world. And it gives them anxiety and it makes them furious and it tears apart relationships because they saw that a friend of theirs feels differently about something that they're very passionate about. And now they don't like that person. They're going to follow or whatever. And I think that there's a place in the world to create that's not that. That's like a complete escape from that. And that's not to say that me personally, that like in my own personal life, I tune all this stuff out or that I refuse to talk about it with my wife or my friends or whatever. No, like outside of social media, I am a full person, a whole person. But on social media, I think that I'm basically running a small media company. And that small media company is a company that you tune into for little shows about work. And I don't think that like suddenly you want a politics show. Is that okay? Yeah. So Jason, I, I'll tell you. So when I first started my first video on this subject, I was like, I'm not going to post this on LinkedIn. I'm going to let LinkedIn be LinkedIn. And this is, you know what? I, I, I've got plenty of other platforms. I got Instagram, TikTok, X, whatever. I, I have plenty of places to put this information. I didn't post on LinkedIn. One of my tweets was screenshot and shared in a beautiful post by someone who happens to be a LinkedIn top voice. She wrote a beautiful post on why she's speaking up. She said, I normally try to put really positive content into the world. This is definitely not my normal content mix, but I feel compelled. And I also want to share Adelie's Elix tweet, who I think said it really well. And I was like, okay, now we're on LinkedIn. So you have to also think about the cross-platform mix, the cross-pollination of platforms. So I think it really comes down to having your own personal brand filter, right? And that's exactly what I talk about in On Brand because it's different for everyone. And Jason, you, you're not wrong. You have to do what feels good to you. And you're right, by the way. Your newsletter doesn't need to talk about this. Fun fact, I have a, I have a Leave Your Mark newsletter for, on LinkedIn. I didn't send out a newsletter on this. 
That is for career advice. That is not being, quote unquote, polluted with other topics because it's not on brand for Leave Your Mark. So I think the idea of being on brand goes for brands themselves, businesses, but people, which is, you know, why I wrote the book. So it sounds like we have a few buckets here. We have like big company brands. Uh, Then we have influencers who've created some sort of influence. And I'm going to say like, from, you know, the Taylor Swifts, Jason, like down mm-hmm. to the micro influencer for like basket weaving with cats or whatever sure. with a thousand people. Yeah, I follow a few of them. They're great. <laughs> and then we have regular folks who's like their family and their friends, like follow them. I would say, you know, whatever. They they might have a job. They might work somewhere. People might from work might follow them or not. So how do you think about that differently? So. This is, this is really coming from my, my background in public relations, right? So I spent my career in public relations thinking through public statements, right? So we're thinking now in terms of like, you're the CEO of a company, you have a brand that people follow. I think every single, you have to separate one. Does the CEO speak? Question one. Does the brand speak? Question two. Now, CEO speaking is a PR question. It's not a social media question. It is a public relations consideration. What is that statement? Is it fair and balanced? Should it be fair and balanced? What are the implications? For certain heads of company, there are direct financial ramifications for them speaking out. And some of these CEOs have the ability to move economies in what they align or don't align with, right? So that's the consideration for a CEO. For a brand, I think it's very important to think about the fact that you have all sorts of customers, right? You have people, you're you're not, when you take someone's credit card, you're not saying like, I'm sorry, what is your race and religion? Okay, yeah, you can buy my brand. No, you have tons and tons of customers. So it goes back to, again, your, your own brand filter, of what your core values are as a company and what you choose to align with. When I was coming up in brand, companies did not talk about their political views. That was not a thing. Today, especially Gen Z, expects brands to stand for something, expects CEOs, employees expect CEOs to stand for something. But we see the brands, you know, American Eagle Outfitters putting a Jewish star on their billboard in Times Square, epically brave epically brave. You know what? I'm sure people hated that. But you know what? As a Jewish person, I was like, good for you. And what would you say is the difference uh, between that idea and like for a regular person who might be worried that their boss or like their colleagues are going to Yes. that? So I speak about this in On Brand. You need to understand there is no difference between personal and professional if you are online. I don't care if you have a private account. Anything can be screenshot. Anything can be shared. We've seen it happen. People screenshot things and send it to bosses all the time. And so what you say online can be used against you. If your boss doesn't agree, that can present a problem. So you that's where it comes into play. How passionate are you? Are you joining in the conversation because you feel like everybody else is? Are you being bullied into the conversation? Are you comfortable if your boss, if your investors... If your parents, if anyone, your spouse doesn't agree with you, is it that important for you to speak out? The answer is yes. Then you're fine with the ramifications. If the answer is like, "Mm, not sure, don't risk it. You know, I just get a double click on that to note the opposite of it, which is 
that if you do not set the expectation that you're going to speak, either as a brand or as an individual, then people don't expect you to. Nobody DMs me and says, why haven't you spoken out about X? Or again, not just on Israel, like over the years, uh, I've been doing this for many years, over every horrible convulsion in political and global you know, news, um, nobody is ever like, why are you not speaking out about this? Because I've set the expectation. Nobody saw me do one thing over there and now don't see it here and are wondering, well, why aren't I speaking to that? Like if you are, Aliza, to your point about consistency, if you are really consistent and if you're going to make the choice that I'm making, which which I honestly, I'm not sure if it's the popular or unpopular choice. I mean, you see people on social media speaking very passionately about things, but there are probably a lot more people who are not speaking. Um, it's kind of hard to figure out which is the more popular way to go. But if you're making the decision that I'm making, I want you to know that as long as you're consistent on it, people don't wonder where you are when you're not speaking. Yeah, I mean, I think that th this conversation is important because it's a jumping off point to start thinking about this because it, this is not the last big thing that's going to happen in the world, in the zeitgeist, in politics. So I think, you know, if you want to be more thoughtful about your brand moving forward or how you show up in the online world, then this is a good time to kind of flesh through some of these bigger questions and say, like, how do I want to show up? Like, because it's not going to be another, it's not if something else big happens, it's like when something else big happens. One of the things that I say uh, in the book is thinking about who you, who you are currently, who you want to be, and how do you make sure other people see you that way, right? So it is really about not just thinking about future posting, but doing a quarterly spring cleaning of all your timelines. Maybe there's stuff on there right now that you posted a year ago that you're like, wow, I am not aligned with that anymore. Let me get rid of that. So it really is just about understanding how your personal brand is showing up in any medium. When I became editor-in-chief and I thought people might start looking at the things that I post on social media more, I went back and I deleted years worth of stuff that I posted. Years. All gone. Because back then I wasn't thinking about it. And I think that yeah, ultimately I, the big takeaway for people from this, I, I, I hope, is to think about it, right? Like, you know, you're going to make a decision and that decision is whatever. It's going to be right for you. And it's, but uh, whatever it is, I think as long as it's done with thought and it, with intention, then I was going to say you can't go wrong, but at least you know what you're getting yourself into. Yes. At least you know what you're getting yourself into. Help Wanted is a production of Money News Network. Help Wanted is hosted by me, Jason Pfeiffer. And me, Nicole Lappin. Our executive producer is Morgan Lavoie. If you want some help, email our helpline at helpwanted at moneynewsnetwork.com for the chance to have some of your questions answered on the show. And follow us on Instagram at Money News and TikTok at Money News Network for exclusive content and to see our beautiful faces. Maybe a little dance? Oh, I didn't sign up for that. All right. Well, talk to you soon.